That is Keen coming to the Delaware State Fair on Tuesday night. Their new song called Anymore on the Bridge. I'm a part of a men's uh, group, Denise. We just started um, Monday night. And uh, we're going through a, uh, a program called Pain to Purpose by Pastor Davy Blackburn. And uh, we have a daily devotional. And I wanted to share something, if I could, this morning with you. I want to read part of our devotion from this morning okay. because it really spoke to me this morning. And I feel like maybe it would help you all as well. Maybe uh, if you're a person that feels like, oh, I got to put on a strong face. You know, I got I to gotta be strong mm-hmm. through this. Um Maybe you need to hear this. This is actually from a book by Pastor Levi Lusco. The concept is called Through the Eyes of a Lion, and the term is called Running Towards the Roar. So here's what Davey, Pastor Davy says. Most of us have seen a uh, Discovery Channel special of lions hunting in the plains of Africa. What you may not know is not the males, but it's the females that are actually the hunters. I did not realize that. Mm. The male plays a role, however. It gets on one side of a watering hole, and uh, where the gazelles or the wildebeests are and he'll sit up as tall as he can and let out this crazy roar that shakes the nerves of any living creature within miles and the what happens is the roar is supposed to scare the prey into running away what the prey doesn't know is that the lionesses are on the other side of the watering hole waiting so when the wildebeest runs away from the roar and what they they think is safety they're actually running straight into an ambush if they had would, would have run towards the roar, as counterintuitive and frightening as it might seem, they would have been able to get away safely. Scripture says that our enemy, Satan, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he could devour. The reality is, if you're a Christian, you're not in danger of being devoured by the enemy. He has no claim over your life. But the enemy can and will try to scare you into being devoured by pain and fear. In fact, his intention is to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal your joy, kill your hope, destroy the purpose God has in your life. Now listen to this. What people will often do when they encounter a trial, a tragedy, or a painful experience is they'll try to run away from the pain. Pain is terrifying. It's messy. It sneaks up on you, can cripple you in an instant, and knocks the breath out of you. But it can't kill you. Most people are fearful of stepping into the pain, letting their heart feel the full weight of it, working through it, giving it over to the Lord. It makes you feel too exposed and vulnerable. And so they never actually come to a place of healing. What people try to do instead is box it up. They box up the pain. They run away from it. The only problem is that by doing so, you're running straight into an ambush. Months, years, even decades down the road, it can sneak up and take you out. When you try to box up your pain, it booby traps you later, this time even with more ferocity. So... He talks about a story in here, uh, you know, he lost his wife mm. with, to a home invasion. He talks about taking the Pastor Levi approach about running to the, the roar. And he says when people want to talk about his deceased wife, Amanda, he gladly talks about her. doesn't matter how awkward or painful it could be. And when he gets caught up daydreaming in the memory, uh, he just feels the weight of it, doesn't push it away. And he talks about when he actually went back into the house for the first time. Mm that he went over to the spot where he found her and he laid down and he had worship music in his earbuds and he cried and lay there and wept for 45 minutes. And at the end, he said, he would released it all. Mm. So he said, I want to give you that advice, okay? Run towards it. Almost done here. This is, but this is so key. For some reason, whether for fear of the unknown, vastness of what we might be stepping into, 
or we feel like it's not permitted, we've been indoctrinated to avoid feeling the depth of our pain and grief. American Christianity has told us that keeping a straight face somehow demonstrates a fortitude of faith. In actuality, it doesn't prove either. What it does, it numbs your emotions. Numbing might sound nice when the alternative is feeling intense emotional pain. However, you and I are incapable of selectively numbing. What he means by that, you can't choose to numb a certain negative emotion and turn to the positive ones. If you decide to callous up and numb grief and sadness, you'll by default numb your ability to feel joy and elation. Numbing may keep you from the painful sides of the journey, but also keeps us at bay the delightful ones that God wants to bring to you. And I can tell you firsthand that's true. A concept in scripture that we don't practice well in the Western world is lamenting. To lament means to mourn deeply. In ancient Judaism, there were practices of mourning that included ripping one's clothes, pouring ashes over oneself. You've probably read about this in the Bible. We tend to do the exact opposite of that. We numb, we distract, we avoid. What we should do is mourn and mourn deeply. Take the dedicated time, like Job did. Let all the emotions erupt from your being. As you build a capacity to endure the negative emotions head on, your capacity to experience the positive ones will also increase. Scripture says weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. The prerequisite to experiencing the joy is first entering into and enduring the weeping. If we're going to be raised up to experience Jesus' resurrection, we must first face this season of suffering. 